Welcome to the Aloha Friday podcast, coming from the Landsberg Law Office in the historic penthouse suite of the Executive Center in downtown Honolulu. Here we talk to the most interesting people we know, from current events to how they got to where they are to how they see the world. And now, your co-hosts of the Aloha Friday podcast, Marcus Landsberg and Naomi Cooper Christensen. Aloha, this is Marcus Landsberg with the Aloha Friday podcast uh, with my co-host, Naomi Cooper Christensen. How are you doing today, Naomi? I'm doing really well. Sounds good. So uh, today we have a very special guest. It's my good friend, uh, Becky Gardner. Becky Gardner is my friend from law school. We've known each other over 15 years now. She was a year or two behind me in law school and we became friends because we related uh, over the fact that we had both lived in Japan yeah. at the same time, um, only to when we came to law school realize we had okay. similar interests and similar um, uh, ideas about things and the way we look at the world. Uh, since that time, she has become a civil servant. She's worked at the Intermediate Court of Appeals, which is not an easy job to get. She worked at the First Circuit, uh, First Circuit Court, which uh, is an easier job to get, but also one I couldn't get. Uh, when I first got out of law school, and then a number of other things. She uh, ran her own business, worked for the state, and now, which is why we're having her on the show, is she's running for office in the Kaimuki Palolo Wilhelmina Rise district. Yeah. Um, Becky, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. I'm I'm a little bit fried because I've been doing a lot of campaign stuff today, but I'm, I'm really happy to kind of downshift with this this um, podcast. This is my very first podcast, so it's really very exciting. So tell me what made you decide it was time for you to jump in the race. Ah, okay. Well, what made me decide to get political? So so I've been wonky, right? Like since I um, finished up the law school, you know, I, I clerked for a couple years and, and that was great. Working at the judiciary is great. Um, I liked it, but it was, it was not very kinetic, right? I mean, I, I didn't really like the trial level so much. I, I didn't like crim so much, but at the ICA, I really enjoyed the ICA, ICA, but it was, it wasn't very kinetic. And, um, and, and then in general, like the judiciary, you know, in, in litigation, you're dealing with like past problems, past. Ah, and that's then, an interesting differentiation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I went to work at the Capitol. I went to work for one of the chairs of the major, um, committees, the committee on consumer protection and commerce. And I was with him for four consecutive legislative sessions. And, that to me was like really refreshing because I, you know, I, I got to use my legal skills and, and reading statutes, drafting bills, you know, knowing how it all fits in the statutory structure and, you know, having that experience in the judiciary where, you know, you're like looking at, you know, legislative intent, like why was this law passed? And, you know, we have this conflict here and how does, how do we interpret the law and apply it to here? Like now I'm like, Oh, here we are at that place that I used to look at when I was a clerk on you know, legislative intent, like, okay, let's make sure we get something in this committee report. Let's make sure we get something in this floor speech. Let's make sure, you know, we add uh, the statute. So we're clear about why we're doing this. So then when he shows up in the courts, you know, six, seven years down the road, you know, some, some hapless law clerk like myself would be like, well, <laughs> let's look at the legislative intent. And because I'd been there, I had to look up you know those like really thick yellow books? Um, yeah. How, the journals, the House and Senate journals. Um, I learned that when I was externing for Justice mm -hmm. Oba 
And it was actually Della Albalotti, who's the House Majority Leader. Um, she taught me how to do it. And, and, and so it's really interesting. Like, she taught me how to do legislative history and how to look wow. at all those big, giant yellow books, you know, which were always so intimidating to me, you know, in the law library because I didn't know how to use them. Um, and then I did that externship and Justice Acoba, um, you know, he was really a great mentor. He hired a lot of um, Filipino law students, actually. So um, he had a really rich uh, core of, of externs. Um, and we all like kind of connect, you know, as Filipino lawyers also. But um, he's known in the legal community as being a great teacher as a judge. As a judge, he's a great teacher. Oh, you, you've heard that about Justice Acosta? Absolutely. Not from you, from other people. Okay. Yeah. It's, I, I wholly concur. I think um, he really taught me a lot about legal writing. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was really good. He really spent a lot of time with his externs. I mean, he, he, he took it upon himself, like to make sure that he was, he was a mentor. Um, oh, so wow. I appreciate his, yeah. Yeah. And he, he loved to write. Oh my God. He's a great dissenter, right? Yes. So, um, Hawaii's know, version of the great dissenter. Yeah. I, I think a lot of that you can credit, you know, his, his, um, cadre of externs because, you know, they were <laughs> eager law students, you know, and, and they were getting great advice from him and great guidance. Um, wow. But where am I with the story? Um, what was your original question? Um, so why don't you tell me about your district? What district yeah. are you running in and tell me about, um, Tell me about what that encompasses and what you know about it. Okay, well, District 20, um, that is Kaimuki, that is St. Louis Heights, Palolo Palolo Valley, um, My Hill, Wilhelmina Rise, Mount Alani Circle, um, the Wailai Business District, um, pretty much the boundaries over around Harding Avenue and nice. um, before you hit Kahala Ave. So it's, it's a pretty hip happening area. Um, I love it. I really love where I live. Um, I live on center street and pretty much walking distance to, Oh, you're like right in the middle. You can, that's such great location. Yeah. It's, it's primo. I'm, I'm so happy. It, it, it's like the best of living in an urban area, but you know, I, I have a little sliver of a view of diamond head and, you know, little pockets here where I can see some ocean and, um, and then I, you know, I can walk up the hill and there's hiking up the hill. Um, so it's, and, and everything I need is right here. You know, I can go pick up food pretty much of any. Where are you, where are you eating lately? Like what is your pickup in this time? Oh, um, hey, you know what, actually though, I, I, I before we got in the show, I was telling, um, Marcus and you guys that I, I'm not drinking cause I'm doing a, uh, sort of a paleo whole 30 diet. So I'm, I'm cooking for myself. Okay. Right now. Okay. Um, but where, where were you normally going? I mean, I'll tell you, I love that, that to tie for the tie for oh, place. Yeah. They have right? excellent eggplant dish there and yeah. And happy days. I, or, um, I was always at the dim sum. Like I was always ordering dim sum because that was just the best dim sum. And I just loved how they would like hang up on me. Right. Have you called in? <laughs> no, but, um, but were they like wonderfully rude? Yes. It was like the authentic Chinese style that you want where the mama son answers and she's like, hi, what do you like order? Okay. Yes. Okay. Bye. I see you five minutes, five minutes. You come. Okay. 
Bye. Yeah. And like hangs up, doesn't ask your name, you know, that kind of thing. And you're like, oh, but I didn't get it all out. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know. I, happy day. I like happy day a lot too. Although it's really bright in there. So sometimes I'm like squinting. Um, but yes. uh, but I'll, I'll have to say my my favorite place and, and they haven't really been open during the COVID was, uh, is Leahy Health. Over oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. They yeah. have this. Um, Which one is that? Which one is that? It's like the ju- smoothie joint right next to Brood. So Brood, yeah. And yeah. Aqu- um, Brood is great too. I mean. Brood's awesome. Oh, they have this amazing um, uh, Brussels sprouts dish there. And poutine. Right. Wait, and Brood? Brood. They have really good food. They have this fried, deep fried deviled eggs. Ah. Um, that like honestly, Kaimukri is like the secret of yes. um, like fine dining. I feel like you oh, will yeah. get just, and it's all hole in the wall stuff. I mean, you are definitely not going to have like a direction on how to get there, right? But the, those are those are, like the prime. Oh, it's it's kind of like everything. Like all you know, the um, the sprout, which is like a really yummy um, sandwich place. I like that place. Jewel and Jewel oh, yeah. smoothies. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, there's 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 so much. Like pretty much, if you're hungry for anything, you could pretty much find it there. Oh yes, and it's affordable. I mean, so yes. I also lived in um, like the I said the Wilhelmina Rise area, but we were on Sierra Drive, and so um, and even before I lived there, I mean, I used to take my kids to the music together uh-huh. little class that was right on the bottom there by by Goodwill, and then there's mm-hmm. that um, there's that. Uh, Oh God. next to Goodwill is like a, a martial arts place. And my kids used to always, you know, talk about how like when they're old enough, they could take the class. And uh, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, that's, just, that, that's amazing about my district too, is there's like so many things for kids to do. There's, yes. I bring my girl to, I bring my little one to the karate school. Um, both my girls are going to the, the dance school right there at the bottom of my hill. page, page Academy the movement center. Oh, the movement. Okay. So we yeah. were doing ballet. We were doing ballet at Paige, but movement also. Oh, so yeah. Fun. My kid goes to the jujitsu place in front of the movement center. Oh, gotcha. college jujitsu with Dane. 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 Yeah. I actually was going to yeah. send my older one to um, the spring bird camp there, but then awesome. COVID happened. I know. Yeah. He loves it. And he doesn't love anything except um, for and jujitsu there. Awesome. Those are the two things he does. See, so this is this is where this is where even if you don't live in the district, it's serving so many people. Oh, so yeah, I, I feel think you know. that area of Kaimuki is naturally what Kakaako is trying to plan to be. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Right. Like they, they want to be retro. Kakaku <laughs> is a finely planned version, like the whole salt uh, scenario of what Kakaku has sort of naturally become after many years of people living there and growing up there and open businesses. It, it's like Kakaku is like the spaghetti factory. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Shots fired, Kakako. Becky's calling you out. Becky Gardner. You want it with Kaimuki. Right? You don't want it with Palolo. Oh, God. That was, that, I mean, so this district, so this was interesting. I was kind of like peeking on your, your site, right, right before this. And I was looking at some of your urban planning um, 
Oh yeah. Thoughts. And so this goes hand in hand with what Kaimuki is and what, right. A lot of the issues are with building. And so, I mean, how have you, are you envisioning what Kaimuki is going to look like with the type of urban planning that you're talking about? I mean, have you? Yeah. You know, okay. So this is really, really cool that you asked this question because I'm, I'm also um, one of the founding members of Envision Kaimuki, which wow. is made up of Kaimuki neighborhood board members. So I'm on the Kaimuki neighborhood board. I've been on it since 2017. And wow. I guess um, a few years beforehand, they created what's called a permitted interaction group. Um, pigs. I don't know if you guys are familiar with those um, <laughs> pigs, but but it's it's a way for different groups to get together and uh, um, do some work without having to comply with all the sunshine law requirements of notice and public, you know, <laughs> stuff, right? So they have to create this special group to investigate a special issue. So they created this group um, called Envision. Well, I, I forget what the name of it is, but that work of what ended up becoming Envision Kaimuki was really looking at, you know, just sort of responsible development and making sure that the development is consistent with sort of the old character and charm of Kaimuki. Um, Oh, so that's going to be hard. How are you, I mean, what kind of things are are being proposed about that charm? We, I mean, gosh, we're doing all sorts of things, you know, as Envision Kaimuki. I mean, we're doing, you know, lectures on like the birds of Kaimuki and, and the history wow. of Kaimuki. Yeah. Yeah. You should check it out. Cause well, you know, we're, we're not so active right now, but, um, <laughs> you know, historical preservation and, you know, maybe uh, I was working on some stuff to do clean up at the park, you know, the pool park at the side of mm. um, the, the, the fire station up at the top of Coco head Ave. Um, mm. But, uh, but in terms of development, um, you know, we, I think, it was maybe two and a half years ago, we had a forum on, you know, urban planning development in the Kaimuki area and talked a lot about people's ideas of what to do with, you know, that Wiley corridor, especially, you know, along Wiley Avenue, there's lots of storefronts, you know, so, so there's like, you know, all these like car dealerships and, you know, fender works and what, like there's, there's sort of this like industrial chic thing. And, and so like, that would be a good place to sort of build up these mixed use um, areas, you know, storefront in the bottom and then a couple of apartments above. And, uh, you know, I actually, I had, um, a girl in, you know, who rented space where I live right now, who was at UH and she was able to ride the UH shuttle for free. I guess they provide it for students for free. Um, you know, so it was like the end of the line, which was right here. So it was perfect for her as a student. So, uh, you know, I think that the Wiley corridor, this, that area along the bus lines would be excellent for, you know, the yuppies, as, as, you know, we used to call ourselves, the younger, <laughs> you know, the students. So, um, does District 20 go that far? It goes down to, like, Times on Wiley over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it goes... And like down. McDonald's? It goes all the way over there? Yeah, yeah. McDonald's is where I did all my sign waving, actually. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. It's like the... Yeah. And, um, no, it definitely it's a large district. What you're covering is not just a large district but it's just a lot of people in there it's a lot of people and and you know what i really love about district 20 is that it's really diverse like i feel like every cross-section of yeah, the social economic spectrum like that yeah, it is it's all in my district you know if you have palolo valley and you also have um 
what do you call it? Uh, Willamina Rise? Kahala. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have like the, the border of Kohala right there. Yeah. yeah we All have like the, the nursing homes. We have the Palolo Chinese home and then um, Mount Alani, um, the, the nursing facility up at the top of, of my hill. Um, so we've got this Kapuna population. Um, we also have a lot of Kofa um, folks over in Palolo. So like, I feel like there's just a lot of, there's a lot of opportunity, um, a lot of opportunity for some really deep, meaningful policy work. Um, so I don't know. I, I you know, that because of this very diverse spectrum, like I feel I, I have a hard time categorizing myself in any one way. Um, so I think that it'll be fitting for me to represent this group. Cause I, I can, I can hang <laughs> in all these different areas. And um, I like the idea that you've lived in the area for a long time. Yeah. You, I mean, at least as far back as law school is sort of right on the border. So, well, you know, exactly. actually, I, I was in Mo'ili Ili when I was in law school and then I mean, I, it's right on the border. So, you know, the, I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's basically across the street. Right? Yeah. 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 And, did your kids go to school in that area at all? Yeah. So I had both of my kids in DOE schools. Um, my, well, uh, my, my daughter, my younger one is at Liho Liho, um, because I was actually just on the other side of the district um, back in 20, I, I moved to District 20 in 2016. But uh, before that, I was just on the other side in District 21, right next to the fire station, the Kaimuki Got fire it. station. And then you just kept her in that. Well, I mean, you don't yeah. want to keep moving. Them oh, yeah. Yeah. I just kept, I kept her in Liho Liho because actually because her big sister was like so loyal to Liho Liho, she wouldn't let her little sister not go to Liho Liho. <laughs> well, that's great. That means she loves it. That's awesome. Loves wow. it. And I, I love it too. Although I, I was, I was really hoping that she would want to go to Wild elementary because i had some good friends with kids there and you know yeah. I, you know so, I love variety but and that's i know a lot of kids there too. loyalty to their school right i yeah. mean that's pure hawaii yeah it, my school do or die yeah yeah so i get it and and i was fine with it so um but yeah no they i i my kids are in this district and, you know, I, my do- older one is at KMS. So she's able to walk there at Kamuki middle school, which I love. I, you know, it's such a great, that's campus. important. Yeah. It's such a bonus. So, so I'm, I'm rooted. Like I'm Mike, I'm raising my kids here. I, I eat my meals here. I shop here. It's, it's home. I, you know, during this COVID thing, like I haven't really felt the need to leave except for to go to Costco every two or three weeks. Um, <laughs> it's, it's good. I'm good. Uh, okay. So, so you get elected. Yes. Yeah. Day, Day one, one, there is one policy you want to fix. You want to change that you've thought about for the last, uh, 20 years you've been alive. Wow. You decide this is what I want to focus my capital on my time on. What is the number one thing at the top of your list, which if you could solve, you would want to solve uh, starting from day one? Oh, my gosh. Or that, 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 I know there's too many. I know you got too much on your plate. Yeah. I know you want to solve the medical issues for the COFA people in your community. I know you want to solve uh, property taxes for the people who are paying too much because their views are too nice. <laughs> What's number one? Um, you know, what, what's in my head right now, which I think is going to have the greatest, um, you know, sort of influence in all of those things that I want to do 
is to encourage greater civic engagement um, with our youth. And I actually just said this um, in my HSTA interview yesterday. Um, and I'd have to look at you know some of the constitutional implications, but I would love for there to be a requirement to graduate from a DOE school that you register to vote. Oh, register to vote and, and, you know, make that part of, you know, being a citizen, you know, being, being a part of your community. Like if you're registered to vote, then, then, then you're like, okay, well, if I'm registered and I'm getting these things in the mail, like maybe I should pay attention. You know, when, like I said, it was only like 40, 42% voter participation, right? People, people like to complain. People are saying like, oh, you know, the taxes and like, go to the parks and yeah, da, 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 da. you know, they have all sorts of things to say, but then they don't even know who their representative is. Yeah. Stop calling me out like that. <laughs> but it, but it is true. Um, and so here's where, here's where I think that that policy can actually get executed is that if you look at what the younger generations are doing in their time, it's all on technology. So I think mm. if you can make Hawaii's voting process more user-friendly to the audience that they're trying to address, which is now just in that technology age, you will get a higher voter turnout. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love to explore, you know, like what, what are other countries doing with voting and, and stuff, you know, cause you know, China's- suppressing it. Sorry. Suppressing it. Yes. Don't compare. No, don't go look at other countries. I think it's more like <laughs> we just, we just got to talk to our own cause we're definitely ahead of it here, but yeah. Well, I think Hawaii, maybe yeah. not so much, but not Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, no, I, I think that's, that's, it's so important to get our youth engaged because they're going to bring it home too. You know, they're going to be like, mom, dad, now I'm registered to vote. Like, who should I vote for? And mom's going to be like, oh, I don't know who's running. Like it, it, it just, just to wake yeah. people up and, and to pay attention. And, and I think you could reach more people that way. Um, I, it's it's just frustrating to me, you know, that people are so full of complaints and criticism, but um, but they don't know what to do with it. You know, they 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 don't have the agency themselves to to make the change. And I think it just starts very quite simply with um, voting for someone who's going to advance your principles and and you know. Do, based on your values. Um, and then you know who that is and then you can call them and say, Hey, you know, like for example, um, so I, I just, I'm running in district 20 and the incumbent had been there for like 43 years, something like that. Calvin say he decided right. to run for city council. So now he's in a totally different race, but, uh, you know, as I'm canvassing, you know, outside the district, I, I hear a lot of people very critical of, of Calvin say, um, but inside the district, a lot of people are just in love with him because he's taking care really? of them. Yeah. They're like, Oh, you know, I had this like pothole issue. Or I had this shrub issue or, you know, like a lot of sort of very tangible things at their doorstep. Calvin say took care of them. And, um, people remember that, uh, and, and they knew to call him when he needs some help. And, and so it, it's funny. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I got a, a text from a friend of mine, who, who works in the DOE and he's like, Hey, you know, um, 
there's the, the homeless situation over at Crane Park, you know, when they closed all the parks, um, you know, due to COVID, a lot of those folks were, you know, encroaching into Kaimuki High School area and they were finding, you know, needles and drugs and all sorts of sort of things. Um, and so I was like, huh, okay, I wonder what to do. Like, well, and so I sent a text to Calvin, um, just saying, oh, you know, I hear this is a problem. And then like two days later, like, um, what's his name? Scott Morishige and the principal and they're all like all in discussions and they've worked it out. And I was wow. like, wow. Okay. So that, I mean, you know, regardless of what your feelings are about Calvin say, you know, where he lives and his policies or whatever, like that I know for sure is that he's very in touch with his, his constituents and he's very responsive to them. Um, and, and so I, I think that, when people know that they can go to their legislator and, and they care and they, they see some action, then they're going to be more inclined to be like, okay, now what about that minimum wage thing? Or, you know, what about this climate change, you know, issue? You know? So, so Becky, hang on, Naomi, before we go too much farther, Becky, I want to make sure you get a chance to tell everybody where they can find you. Do you have a web page? Do you have a place they can donate exactly. if that's what they want to do? <laughs> oh, yes. Um, yes. Get that out right now, and then I think what we're going to start doing is we're going to start recording longer podcasts and then maybe having a uh, extra level. I, I, this might be the first one because I feel like I like this conversation. There's more for us right? to have. We're going to leave a raw version out, but yes, I was going to say the same thing. So where can people communicate to you when they want to just text you like you could text Kelvin? Where can they get that access to you? That's what you need what? to say. Okay. Do you have a web page with your policies? Is there a way to reach out? Any yeah. of that stuff? Yes. Okay. So maybe most basically, if you just go to Google and Google Becky Gardner Hawaii, you could probably find my website. Becky Gardner, G-A-R-D-N-E-R. BeckyGardnerHawaii.com is my website. www.BeckyGardnerHawaii.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram and um, Facebook. So like my campaign pages. My email is vote at beckygardnerhawaii.com. And, um, and this is one thing I did not do in the forum I was just in, um, which I was advised to do more emphatically is for donations. I need donations. I just, I am so bad at asking. So it's a little bit easier in a podcast and like whoever's out there. Um, but if you're looking for a progressive minded female candidate, I'm half Filipino. Um, I got, lots of experience doing work in the community. I'm an attorney. I have, um, you know, civil rights experience, lots of government experience. Um, and I'm also very, very deliberative, um, and analytical. Um, I, I need support because I'm running against, um, as I said, the incumbent is, is moving on to, you know, a different race. And now I'm running against four other men. I'm the only female in my race. Um, and I have the most relevant experience. I have to tell you, honestly, I, um, I have the most experience and I, I think I'm most fit to serve. Thank you very much, Becky. We appreciate your time. And with that, we're going to end our regular episode and let's translate over to the secret raw episode. Uh, Aloha Friday podcast is raw. Oh, it's called the raw edit is what you would the raw say. Edit is what we're going to call it. The raw edit. Yes. Raw edits. And now just bad mouth everybody go. <laughs>